Long History The Third Voyage of Christopher Columbus Part 8 The Mouth of the Dragon Hello and welcome to another episode of Long History. We're on to Part 8 now of The Third Voyage of Christopher Columbus. On this third journey he's headed further south than on the previous journeys, crossing the Atlantic near to the equator and reaching the island of Trinidad in the southern Caribbean. He sailed along the southern shore of Trinidad and entered the Gulf of Paria without even realising it. Columbus thought he was seeing a series of islands when in fact he was seeing the South American mainland. This is the 8th of a 10 part series so don't forget to subscribe to be informed of when the remaining episodes are made available and we've covered many of these source documents from history about the age of exploration now including documents about the early exploration of today's United States and about the foundation of the Spanish colony on the Philippines. This episode begins with the narrator, Las Casas, reporting some of Columbus's words and reminding us of the attitudes of the times by telling us how God has blessed Columbus with such great discoveries and how well he is serving the King and Queen of Spain, particularly pointing out the return that their investment, hard won by Columbus, will make them. Then the narrative returns to Columbus's need to leave this gulf where he's been trapped for a number of episodes now, without actually particularly even realising it, but now he's decided he needs to make it to the Spanish settlement on Hispaniola before their supplies run out or begin to age badly before they arrive at their destination. Just a note before we continue, Yuyapari is the name of a river in this episode and it's actually today's Orinoco. It's this river that makes the Gulf of Paria full of fresh water, and as they leave they meet salt water once again. This is all taking place in 1498, six years after Columbus's first journey across the Atlantic in 1492. Okay, so let's get started with the latest episode of Long History, The Third Voyage of Christopher Columbus, Part 8, The Mouth of the Dragon. The Admiral would have liked very much to find out the truth of this secret, which was the cause of this great gulf being 40 leagues in length by 26 in width, containing fresh water, which was a thing he says for wonder, and he was certainly right, and also to penetrate the secrets of those lands, where he did not believe it to be possible that there were not things of value, or that they were not in the Indies especially from having found there traces of gold and pearls and the news of them, and discovered such lands, so many, and such people in them, from which the things there and their riches might easily be known. But, because the supplies he was carrying for the people who were in this Española, and which he carried that they who were in the mines gathering gold might have food, were being lost, which food and supplies he had gathered with great difficulty and fatigue. He did not allow himself to be detained, and he says that, if he had the hope of having more quickly, he would postpone delivering them, in order to discover more lands and see the secrets of them. And finally he resolves to follow which is most sure and come to this island, and send from it monies to Castile to bring supplies and people under hire, and, at the earliest opportunity, to send also his brother, the Adelantado, to prosecute his discovery and find great things, as he hoped they would be found, to serve our Lord and the Sovereigns. Yet, just at the best time, 
The thread was cut, as will appear, of these his good desires, and he says thus, Our Lord guides me by his pity and presents me things with which he may be served and your highnesses may have great pleasure. And certainly they ought to have pleasure, because here they have such a noble thing and so royal for great princes. And it is a great error to believe anyone who speaks evil to them of this undertaking, but to abhor them, because there is not to be found a prince who has had so much grace from our Lord, and so much victory from a thing so signal and of so much honour to their high estate and realms, and by which God may receive endlessly more services and the people of Spain more refreshment and gains. Because it has been seen that there are infinite things of value, and although now this that I say may not be known, the time will come when it will be accounted of great excellence, and to the great reproach of those persons who oppose this project to your highnesses. And although they may have expended something in this matter, it has been in a cause more noble and of greater account than any other taking of any other prince until now. Nor was it proper to withdraw from it hastily, but to proceed and give me aid and favour, because the sovereigns of Portugal spent and had courage to spend in Guinea for four or five years money and people before they received any benefit, and afterward God gave them advantages and gold. For certainly if the people of the kingdom of Portugal be counted, and those of them who died in this undertaking of Guinea be enumerated, it would be found that they are more than half of the kingdom, and certainly it would be the greatest thing to have in Spain a revenue which would come from this undertaking. Your highnesses would leave nothing of greater memory. And they may examine and discover that no prince of Castile may be found, and I have not found such by history or by tradition, who has ever gained land outside of Spain. And your highnesses will gain these lands so very great, which are another world, and where Christianity will have so great pleasure and our faith in time so great an increase. All this I say with very honest intention, and because I desire that your highnesses may be the greatest lords in the world, I say lords of it all, and that it may all be with great service and contentment of the Holy Trinity, for which at the end of their days they may have the glory of paradise and not for that which concerns me myself, whose hope is in his high majesty, that your highnesses will soon see the truth of it, and this is my ardent desire. All these are the actual words of the admiral. So, in order to get out of this gulf, within which he was surrounded by land on all parts, with the intention already told of saving the supplies which he carried, which were being lost in coming to this island of Española, Saturday, August the 11th, at the appearance of the moon, he raised the anchors, spread the sails, and navigated toward the east, that is, towards the place where the sun rises. 
because he was in the corner of the gulf where was the river Yuyapari, as was said above, in order to go out between the point of Paria and the mainland, which he called the Punta or Cabo de Lapa, and the land he named Isla de Gracia, and between the cape which he called Cabo Boto of the island of Trinidad. He arrived at a very good harbour, which he called Puerto de Gatos, which is connected with the mouth where are the two little islands of the Caracol and Delfin, between the capes of Lapa and Cape Boto. And this occurred Sunday, August the 12th. He anchored near the said harbour in order to go out by the said mouth in the morning. He found another port near there to examine which he sent a boat. It was very good. They found certain houses of fishermen and much water and very fresh. He named it Puerto de las Cabañas. They found, he says, mirobolans on the land. Near the sea, infinite oysters attached to the branches of the trees which enter into the sea. The mouths open to receive the dew which drops from the leaves and which engenders the pearls, as Pliny says, and as is alleged in the vocabulary, which is called Catholicum. Monday, August the 13th, at the rising of the moon, he weighed anchor from where he was and came towards the Cape of Lapa, which is Perea, in order to go to the north by the mouth called Del Drago for the following cause and danger in which he saw himself there. The mouth of the dragon, he says, is a strait which is between the point of Lapa and the end of the island of Gracia, which is at the east end of the land of Perea and between Cape Boto, which is the western end of the island of Trinidad. He says it is about a league and a half between the two capes. This must be after having passed four little islands which he says lie in the centre of the channel, although now we do not really see more than two, by which he could not go out, and there remained of the strait only a league and a half in the passage. From the Punta de la Lapa to the Cabo de Porto it is five leagues. Arriving at the said mouth at the hour of Terce, he found a great struggle between the fresh water striving to go out to the sea and the salt water of the sea striving to enter into the gulf. And it was so strong and fearful that it raised a great swell, like a very high hill. And with this, both waters made a noise and thundering from east to west, very great and fearful with currents of water, and after one came four great waves, one after the other, which made contending currents. Here they thought to perish, no less than in the other mouth of the Sierpe by the Cape of Arenal, when they entered into the gulf. This danger was doubly more than the other, because the wind with which they hoped to get out died away, and they wished to anchor, because there was no remedy other than that although it was not without danger from the fierceness of the waters. But they did not find bottom, because the sea was very deep there. They feared that the wind having calmed, the fresh or salt water might throw them on the rocks with their currents, when there would be no help. It is related that the Admiral here said, although I did not find it written with his own hand as I found the above, that if they escaped from that place, they could report that they escaped from the mouth of the dragon. And for this reason, 
that name was given to it, and with reason. It pleased the goodness of God that from the same danger safety and deliverance came to them, and the current of the fresh water overcame the current of the salt water, and carried the ships safely out, and thus they were placed in security. Because when God wills that one or many shall be kept alive, water is a remedy for them. Thus they went out Monday, August the 13th, from the said dangerous gulf and mouth of the dragon. He says that there are 48 leagues from the first land of La Trinidad to the gulf which the sailors discovered, whom he sent in the caravel, where they saw the rivers, and he did not believe them, which gulf he called de las Perlas, and this is the interior angle of all the large gulf, which he called de la Ballena, where he travelled so many days and circled by land. I add that it is a good fifty leagues, as appears from the chart. Finally, in this episode, we have the dramatic escape from the Gulf of Perea, or de la Ballena, as Columbus calls it, of the whale. And as well as this dramatic escape, Columbus also spends some time defending and justifying his reason for this expedition, giving us hints, once again, not for the first time, that the monarchs back in Castile are a little bored of Columbus and his adventures now, there's no novelty in it, and now they want to see the money. So Columbus insists that there is wealth, and perhaps the ultimate justification of taking these lands, which is the possibility of spreading their faith. Thanks as always for listening to this episode of Long History. I hope you enjoyed that and please, if you can, do give it a like. As usual, please share it with any like-minded people. Moving on, perhaps you'd like to explore other episodes of Long History on your podcast provider or you could visit all of the episodes gathered together on our website longhistory.net. We have well over 250 episodes now, so there's a lot to explore. Above all, thank you for listening. It's much appreciated. This was the third voyage of Christopher Columbus. Part 8. The Mouth of the Dragon. See you in the next episode. Goodbye.